Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Deep Breaths and F-Bombs podcast. It is January 13th. It is officially a few weeks into the new year, and I don't know about you, but with the new moon and the eclipse, all of the energy I have been feeling and that I know a lot of women have been feeling as well has been so, so, so incredible. Um, I've been feeling really called to release a lot of wounds and a lot of triggers and a lot of trauma in my body around family, around relationships, around babies. And it's been an incredible healing journey, a lot of powerful energy going on right now. So I am telling you this because I want you to know that if you are experiencing things, if you are feeling a lot of energy, if you're tired, or maybe you have tons of energy and you're not sleepy, just give yourself grace during this time and ask yourself, what am I being called to heal right now? What are my triggers and how can this be an opportunity for deeper healing? A lot of what we are triggered by there's something there. There's something deeper there that is inviting us to be healed. And I just want you to witness that. And I want you to see that. And I want you to honor that. And if you're ready to go inward and really get a feel for what that is and heal some of that, I invite you to do that. And if you're not ready, that's okay. Like that is totally okay as well. But I know a lot of us have been feeling a lot of energy. So I just want to give you that reminder to give yourself a little bit of grace during this time. A lot of powerful energy. Lots of powerful energy. All right, to get into today's episode. So a lot of what I bring to you are things that are happening in everyday life. Maybe it's a conversation I had with somebody or something that I saw or something that triggered me or something that happened in my own experience, in my own journey, in my own life. And today I'm being really called to talk directly to my young moms. My young moms, pregnant, maybe they don't really have a huge support system, whether you're single or whether you're in relationship, but maybe your family isn't really there. Maybe you kind of have a lot going on and this is kind of your survival kit. And I was talking to a young mom today. She's, you know, 21, pregnant, just coming into her second trimester. And we were talking about some of these things and she's like, wow, like, I didn't know any of this. So I know that she is not alone. And I was very, very fortunate, having gotten pregnant at 21, to have a family who did foster care for so long, who has experience with the county system, with government assistance, and all of the programs that are available to young moms to single moms to young families. And today I want to just kind of give you some tips, maybe some tools, some things for you to look in if you are expecting. And maybe this is something that you're like, oh my God, I don't even know what to fucking do. You can come back to this episode and, you know, hopefully it'll give you a little bit of tips and tools and tricks to make this journey a little bit easier for you. So some tangible things that you can do, and one thing I was talking to this mom about is medical assistance. Now, I'm in the States, 
I'm in the U.S., I'm in the States, so I do not know if I have any listeners elsewhere or in any other state besides Minnesota. I don't know what your programs are, but looking into and applying for medical assistance. Um, as soon as I got pregnant, I applied for medical assistance and I did not have a single medical bill. I know medical bills can drown people like I know so many couples who are still paying off their bills from their pregnancy and their birth, and it is insane. Like You are in the hospital for days, and all of the appointments leading up to the delivery and all of your child's medical bills following that, like this is not a cheap experience at all. So applying for medical assistance was a game changer. I had no medical bills. And it's something that as a pregnant woman, it's fairly easy to get on. All you have to do is apply and go to whatever county you're living in, either call the county or go on the county website and look into medical assistance or ask to speak to somebody in regards to applying for a medical assistance. It's usually income-based, but they do ask if you are pregnant. Um, And I, I would definitely highly, highly suggest that you do that. It's worth looking into. Even if you don't qualify, it's worth looking into because you never know. Like you literally never know. And then get your child on medical assistance as well as soon as they're born. Um, A lot of times kids, like even now, um, I'm going to be honest, I don't have health insurance. And like once I quit my job, I was silly and I didn't apply for assistance before I started serving. Um, and so I missed it. So I don't have medical assistance, but Caden can get it. Like Caden can qualify, but I don't qualify because of my income, but Caden will. So that's something also, as soon as your child is born, get them on medical assistance. Take advantage of WIC, women, infant, children. Again, this is going to be through your county. When your baby is born, you can get formula, right? You can get cereal, You can get all of these things, fruits and veggies for yourself, milk um, as your child gets older, cereal, all of these things, you'll get vouchers and you do have to go to appointments. You'll have to do checkups, um, but take advantage of that. You can get that up until your child is five. Uh, So I I was on WIC for a good amount of time, for a couple years actually, and then my schedule with the days that I had to go in for my appointments and my corporate job, it just ended up not working. And then I was at a position financially where I didn't need WIC. Um, And so I didn't want to take advantage of a service that I didn't need. But when I was first pregnant and when I was first, Caden was first born, like I was making $11 an hour and I was living by myself and I was paying $6.15 in rent at the time, which now I'm like, fuck, $6.15, not a big deal. (laughs) But at that time, on $11 an hour, that was huge. Like, I needed the assistance. So there is no shame in government assistance or medical assistance at all. So take advantage of that. Um, one thing that I did when I was pregnant and what I was talking to this mom about is, is there a way that you can stockpile money? So when I was pregnant, I did what I had to do so I could take the time off work. 
I didn't want to have to be stressed financially. I didn't want to have to go back. Like I wanted to be able to take those 12 weeks off and I did. Now I was taking 12 credits in the summer to graduate before Caden was born because I knew that if I was like, if I had a child before I graduated, it was over. Like it was just going to be over and I wanted to graduate. So I was taking 12 credits. I nannied full time and they paid me cash. So I stockpiled that cash and I saved it. So I ended up saving four grand. But on top of that, I was working at my corporate job part time. So that was the money I was living off of was my part-time income. I stockpiled all my cash from my nanny income. And then I was working or I was going to school. So I stockpiled that. So I saved $4,000. So when I wasn't working for those three months, I had money. Like I had money to live. And that was huge, huge, huge for me. Now I was living at home during the summer. So is there a way that you can save money somehow? Like you are going to have a baby. There is going to be a lot of expenses. So I had to move home. I had to swallow my pride for a few months and I moved home. Like granted, if moving back home or being in a situation is going to be emotionally unstable for you, then I don't suggest doing that. Like you still need to keep your best interests at heart and look out for yourself. And I know when I was pregnant, I was not in an emotionally good stage. Like there was times I'd be in my bedroom just crying, crying, crying. And my little brother brother would come in and he'd just give me a hug. Like, oh my gosh, it was the most devastating time, the lowest of lows in my entire life, but I did what I had to do. So is there a way you can do that? Um, the other thing is once your child is born, is there somebody who could watch your child for maybe a lower cost, or can you get on daycare assistance again through your County? So my mom watched my son for two years, I think, and I paid her, but we also did medical assistance. So the County paid her and then I paid her a little bit more. So I wasn't paying as much, but I was still paying, which saved my ass. Like again, making $11 an hour, that was so important to me. And then sometimes I had to work longer hours where some daycares, like my daycare now, they're only open from 7.30 to 5 o'clock, but Caden can't be there those whole time. Like there's a time limit on how long Caden can be there. And with how I was working, it just didn't work and I ended up picking up a second job. So my mom was able to help. So is there somebody that can help you? And if not, like, how can you make it work? Like, I definitely had it very, like I had so much support when it came to Caden, not support in my relationship, but support like for my mom, for my family. So is there anybody there that you trust that can help you? Um, that was huge, huge, huge. But again, daycare assistance and then finding a daycare that is going to take daycare assistance. Um, there's a lot of Facebook groups that you can join that will have daycare availability because I know as it like having an infant, it's very, very fucking hard to find daycare. So get into Facebook groups, ask your family, ask your, ask your friends if they have a daycare, can you call around? And I highly suggest like me and my son's dad, we went and we toured daycares together and we were on the same page and we knew what we were looking for. And so we got very, very lucky that we found the one we did um, cause she's very booked out. And so the right person is going to come along. It'll all work out. 
but you do want to try to set yourself up for success in that area. Okay. <laughs> Some of you women, if you're pregnant, you might get pissed off at this, but child support, do not be afraid to seek out child support. I repeat, do not be afraid to seek out child support. Asking your father's child to pay child support if you are not married or if you are not together is not a bad thing. You should be equally responsible and it should be equally financially responsible. Like that is just it. Now, I... I did like half a day care. So right now, even child support, Caden's dad, his child support is basically half of daycare. But then we have a relationship enough to where I can say like, okay, he's got this medical bill. Can we go halvesies? Or, okay, Caden's going to be in school soon. So can we split this? Because I know that as soon as Caden's in school, like he's going to want to not pay child support anymore. We've talked about this. And I've said like, okay, I'm fine with that as long as we both pay half of his expenses. And with his track record, even when daycare went up, he's like, okay, I will give you more money every month outside of what child support is taking to help to cover this, this burden. So I know from his track record, that's where we're at. So I'm comfortable with that, but not everybody is going to be in that same position. So it's okay to file a child support case. And actually, if you're on daycare assistance, most counties will file that as well. So mine, I didn't even file for child support. The county filed for it because I was applying for daycare assistance. So that could be a way that if you aren't comfortable doing it, applying for daycare assistance will then open up that case. Again, that happened in my county. I don't know what your county is like, but do not be afraid. Like your child's father should be equally responsible financially as you are. And if your child is with you more, which when they're young, you're, the baby needs to be with their mom. Like, yes, they need their father too. I truly believe that. But if you're breastfeeding or you're nursing, like there is just things, a lawyer will not take your child away from you as a mom, unless you are not fit to be a mother. You are going to have more expenses. You are going to have to pay for more food. You are going to have to buy more diapers. You are going to have to do these things, right? So do not be afraid, child support. The other thing I wish I would have done, and I don't give no matter what I say here, depending on where you're at, it's not going to fucking matter. But I'm going to say it anyways because it fucking matters. <laughs> but like, it didn't matter when anybody told me I was set in my ways. I wasn't listening. Like, it's the same thing in relationships. You're not going to leave until you're fucking ready. Like, you're just not. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what any warning signs are there. It doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter. Like, none of it fucking matters. You're not going to leave until you're ready. Same, same shit here. Like you're not going to listen unless like you truly know, but it might trigger some people to be like, oh, like, yeah, fuck that. Or you might just say, you know what? Like, fuck you, Karina. I'm going to do what I want to do. I caution you to not make decisions off of the hope that maybe we'll be together. I did this 
it was a lot of, oh, well, if you want to have the same last name as Caden, you better do what you need to do to make sure that you have it. Basically saying, like, you better get me back because my son's going to have my last name and you need to prove to me that, like, we can be together, essentially. And so I was like, I'll do anything you want me to do, blah, 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 fuck that. And so I do not have the same last name as Caden. And if I would have been in the right mental state, I would have pushed even now to the very minimum hyphenate his name. Or I would have just at the hospital been like, you know what? Fuck you. Like we're hyphenating it. Like you have no rights here. And that's the other thing. If you're not married. Now, I say this. I used this to my advantage because I had a lot of control issues after I had my baby. And this is something I am very, very, very outspoken about. I have this conversation with my son's dad all the time. But if you are not married in Minnesota, again, again, this is Minnesota, but in Minnesota, so look at this. I'm not saying this is gold to do not take anything I am saying here as this is your state, but in Minnesota, If you are not married at the time that your child is born, the father does not have any legal or physical rights. So I had 100% sole legal and physical custody of Caden. I could have said and done anything in the hospital, but I was not in a position mentally to fight him, right? So try your best to not make decisions off of maybe we'll be together. Like do what's best for you, do what's best for your child, and figure it out, right? Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was just like, my brain went into all of these things, all of these co-parenting tips, but I recorded, that was my last podcast episode that I recorded about co-parenting tips, how to be the best co-parent possible, And my son's dad and I actually just sat down and had a conversation the other day and our relationship has grown into something absolutely beautiful. It was not what it is like today. I hated that man. I hated him. I hated him. I hated him. I made sure he knew it. I controlled everything. And now it's like, like we couldn't have a conversation without screaming at each other. And I legitimately told him to his face, like, I fucking hate you. But now, like, we're able to have beautiful conversations about how we want to raise our child and, you know, what goals we have in life and how we can work together to make them work and all of these things. Because neither one of us wants to hold each other back. Granted, I'm not moving to the cities because he doesn't want to be away from Caden. But, like, that's a decision because, honestly, like, if he was trying to move Caden away from me, and I don't want to be without Caden, right? So, like, if he made a decision to move, which he might potentially, he's making that decision knowing Caden's staying with me, right? Where, like, I can't move and I'm not going to move because I'm not going to take Caden with me because he doesn't want to be away from Caden. I also don't want to be away from him either. So we're able to have those conversations and it is something that I do have to make sacrifices, but I'm making sacrifices because I want what's best for Caden and I cannot take Caden away from his dad. Like I just simply cannot, I cannot do it and I won't do it. So, but that's a relationship that we have, but it's taken five years to get to where we are now. So if you have any questions about that, definitely let me know. Single mamas, new mamas, brand new mamas, young mamas, if you have any questions at all, at all, at all, reach out. I hope you found this 
useful. Again, these are all things that I did, and I was very, very fortunate to have resources, have tools, have, you know, county workers that knew what I was going to be able to do with what I had. So definitely, definitely, definitely. And even like I put myself on a wait list for an apartment that was close to home. I was still on my own because I didn't want to move back home and raise a baby. So I found an apartment that was close to home. It wasn't ideal, but it, like I said, it was six fifteen in rent for a two bedroom that you, I mean, granted again, that was five years ago. Rent has since gone up, but I put myself on a wait list for like six months. I was on this wait list and I ended up being able to get that apartment. And is there anything you can do or can you apply for like a good income driven townhome or apartment or something that's in a safe neighborhood that you can apply for and you can get yourself on a wait list? Like that's all. There's literally no fucking shame in that. Like we need to put our pride aside here because I know I was so fucking prideful and it took a lot for me. Even now, like I just asked for help for the first time ever since I graduated high school 10 years ago. Well, almost 10 years ago, 10 years in May, which is fucking insane. Um, because I was too prideful. Like I could do everything. And honestly, like being a single mom and showing myself that I could do it added to that independence. Like, fuck you. Like I was 22 single mom making $11 an hour and I didn't miss a fucking payment on anything. Like that added to my fuel, that added to my fire, that added a lot of masculine drive. And I've really had to tune back in over these last few months and really connect to my femininity because I want a king. And if I'm in my king power, there's no room for another king. So I need to be a queen and allow my king to be a king when he enters. So again, that's a topic for another time. But I hope you found this podcast episode helpful and useful. And again, if you have any questions, definitely let me know. But I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day.